Hi, this is Danny, and you're listening to Adam and Eliza on This Is Disco. Greetings, dance floor darlings. You're listening to This Is Disco, a monthly Danny and Kylie Minogue commentary podcast with your hosts Adam Eve and Eliza Day. The kettle's probably on. It's true. I love it. I love it. You gotta hear this song. A wombat. Hello lovelies and welcome to this very special surprise bonus episode of This Is Disco for the month of October as we continue the 50th birthday celebrations of our beloved Danny Minogue. It is another glorious Minogue Monday with your hosts Adam Eve and the lovely Eliza Day. Hello Eliza, how are you? Adam, I'm lost for words. (laughs) In a daze. Stunned and amazed, as I'm sure you are as well. Oh, 100%. We were very, very lucky to be given the opportunity to chat and drink with Danny Minogue last week on Zoom ahead of her 50th birthday. How... I'm sorry that I'm not very articulate. I'm still completely... Oh, not either. Trust me. <laughs> ...in shock. Like, I haven't stopped grinning like a kid who's just been to Disneyland <laughs> all week. Like yeah, been pinching myself a lot for the last few days. Yeah, just just what the doctor ordered. I thought the doctor ordered lime and coconut, but apparently this is what the doctor actually ordered. Bitter yellow Glen with Danny. <laughs> oh thank you. Oh. So uh obviously a huge, huge honour, but you will hear us say similar throughout this episode, so I might just relax for a few minutes. <laughs> Without further ado, here's our juicy birthday drinks chat with the one and only Danny Minogue. I'd like to say I cannot believe I'm about to make this introduction. Uh, mind you, for somebody who needs no introduction, but Eliza and I have been quietly manifesting this for quite some time, so... What I can say right now is that it is beyond an absolute honour and a privilege to welcome an icon, a fashionista, a designer, a live television pro, a podcast host, and the queen of the clubs. Please welcome onto This Is Disco the one and only Danny Minogue. Hello, living legend. Happy birthday. How are you? What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Ching. 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 How did... How did you just do that off the top of your head? (laughs) Or have you got a secret script there? Radio tricks. Radio tricks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a total honour it is to have you on this very, very special surprise bonus episode of the show. Thank you. I think it was like you you did manifest it. You you made it happen. And um, when I heard uh, my birthday podcast, I was absolutely bowled over, blown away. And wanted to hear more. Like, um, there were so many stories from people I knew, from people I have met, um, but don't really know. And, you know, I got, I got very emotional hearing the podcast and... Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Really emotional because, you know, I never get to hear like the other side of, you know, certain stories that did happen, like... Terry and I don't always, you know, just go back and talk about things. So it was being reminded of stuff. It was hearing the other side of stuff. But when it's hearing the fan stories was everything because when I'm at a store signing or something, you don't get that time to really meet. So I've heard it before when someone says, you don't know what your music means to me. 
But in the podcast, it was a perfect example of you, you, you'll never know. And, but it's yeah. just like to be explained that moment of how that happened is just, it's, it's really overwhelming. So I sent you guys messages and I was calling all my friends saying, this is the best, this is the best, this oh. is what I want for my birthday to just, you know, it, it should be a time where you look back and you reflect. But it's like being refracted from all different, you know, angles yeah. that... And and of of joyous stuff. So thank you guys. I really appreciate oh. it. Oh no, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I think both of us have got a variety of different moments in our lives. You have, unbeknownst to you, been there and got us through from oh. when we were little to teenagers to adults to last and, week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So here we are. <laughs> Yes. Here we are indeed. I can't believe our listeners will be able to hear us freak out in real time. So totally. <laughs> that's fine. Totally. We, were, we were saying, um, you know, before we started recording that it's like we're getting to live out our fantasy of reenacting the You Won't Forget About Me video right. because we're all in our own homes. Mm-hmm. But I think because of that, you know, it's like we're having a party at home. Just the party vibe happening. I know. Yeah. Just yeah. three three gals just having a drink. <laughs> three gals. <laughs> Getting our vibe on, although. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe after we're done. Maybe later. <laughs> you know what I did? Here's one I prepared earlier. But uh, I thought I'd ask you, I'm like, I don't know, are you going to pour a drink or not? Uh, well, that was the I plan. Have. I have. Okay. Gonna... Let me get... Have you opened? <laughs> Woohoo! On. Well, I don't have, have the thingy off. How far are you? I've, I've only done, done the little bit. I've got them just holding onto the cork. Okay. Popping. No, not popping yet. Okay. Getting the label off. Getting the label off. So apparently you meant to hold it here for a second just so it's like it warms up this part of the bottle oh. so it doesn't like go everywhere. Oh. oh, okay. So you use the heat from your hand on this bit. Mm. <laughs> I, okay. If I explain it, it's going to get too graphic and people are going to think the wrong <laughs> thing. Oh, please do. I feel like we could um, shoehorn in some vibe on lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now nobody blow their face off, okay? Right. So, All right. Ready? Then we're going to go for a simple... Oh, it's a little Squeeze, twist. ready, steady, go. Go. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Now, okay. this is a glass that my sister gave me, so this is special. I oh. got this in London years ago in a whole set, and they've travelled back with me. It's baby pink. It's, oh, my God, that's oh my gorgeous. God. But it is very small, so I may need to refill. So I'm just saying it's not me, it's the size of the glass. <laughs> this, this, this. You have an Eiffel Tower one. Well, I was inspired to get this out of the cupboard after hearing that you and Terry danced on tables in Paris. So, um, I mean, to be fair, where where haven't we danced on tables? Well, this is what I'm so I can I can. I, I think I think the amazing part of the story was next to Kirsten Dunst, not danced on tables. Thank I know. Chris. I can fit okay. half a half a bottle in this cup. I won't, but I can. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my god, the edits on your podcast are so funny. Oh, I don't know how long it takes you to go, oh my god, I'm going to throw in a wombat and a yeah. whatever, but it's just the best. Thank you, that means a lot. 
<laughs> and you have a very professional setup there. Look at your, you've got a whole surround thing. Oh, this little thing here. A voice surround, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got it when um when the, when I stopped doing the show on the, at the radio station. I was like, well, I need to have some kind of semi-professional setup so that I can do the show. So I got this little beast and it does the job. It does the job. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so good. Oh, good. <gasps> you've got a road. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! I Catch like... up, Mano. <laughs> <laughs> a wombat. You just wrapped on Mask Singer season three. How was that? That was huge. It was amazing. It's like it's a show that I love, mm. and you know we're into third series now. So you kind of walk in going, I think I know what I'm doing, and then they just changed it all up on us and. It was really hard. Like we got to halfway through the series and nobody guessed anybody. And uh, we were actually just feeling really down and just leaving the studio every night going, well, night guys. Like, <laughs> so hopefully we get this together by tomorrow. Uh, it, it was kind of funny, but I thought, you know, it's, it's good when there are surprises. It's good when you think it's someone and then you're like, oh, is it? Costumes, music, amazing, and and the whole crew to pull it together in a dramatic Sydney lockdown. We like we felt like pros, like we've done this before. We do, we we survived Melbourne, and yeah, yeah. Uh, here we are again. But Survive. it's Delta mm. this time, so yeah. it was like uh, by the end of the film days, we were losing crew that weren't allowed to come because they lived in certain areas of Sydney. Mm. And we're like, uh, we need to wrap this show soon, otherwise we're not going to have any crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was another quite dramatic one. Um, even though we're all together for the grand final, yay! Yes, thank God. Um, and amazing, amazing people we had on. Yeah, I, I know what a what a star-studded lineup it was. It was really, really good, and I did not guess anyone at all. Anyone? You didn't guess anyone. I didn't guess anyone. Hopeless. Hopeless. Really? I think. Well, I people were like quite early on online that they'd guessed Anastasia. Yes. Yeah. I think I guessed that. And because of that, I was like, oh, I didn't figure that out myself. So I wasn't, like, yeah. sure, you know. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, uh, she, she, she won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, so I don't know what I figured out myself and what I, like, just saw coming through my news feed. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I, I would have said that too. You know? yeah. <laughs> and you looked amazing. And you've Thank also you. got so many gorgeous and exciting pieces across both Petite's ranges as well. And you must be so excited to have brought Petite's to the UK with QVC. Oh, my goodness. Like, it started off as conversations with fans going, oh, we're seeing this stuff there. Why can't we have that? But it took me a long time to find the right company that I felt were going to do it properly. And uh, QVC have just been amazing. Like... For me, the biggest excitement is like not only the designs but the size range that I get to do. And then they're like, oh, do you want to add in some regular sizes as well? And I'm like, well, sure. But the fact that we, you know, go from size 6 to 22 is amazing. That doesn't happen in Australia. So it's, it's, it's incredible and it's just it's kind of like a journey that's that's starting um, the reaction that I had with some of the guys buying um, the T-shirts and us at, uh, having some unisex uh, 
you know, designs and stuff has been amazing. Like we're pushing QVC into a space that it's never been into. So it's fun. That's so exciting. It's funny because I remember, like we'll talk about Young Talent Time in a bit, obviously, but going through some stuff earlier, all this fashion stuff, I found some some old little magazines that I've got in my <laughs> in my archives and I think you were talking about this in that body and soul article the other day about how there's every question on you know my ambition is to have my own label like every article I have here is like my ambition is to have my own label and it's amazing to see this happen like this is stuff you were talking about on young talent time and yeah. like speaking it- of manifesting it's like <laughs> You've just made it happen. I guess I felt like when I left the show that there wasn't going to be a chance that I was going to do music. I'm like, Young Talent Time ends and it sort of feels like a bit of a guillotine. That's it. And I was like, the the other part that was so special to me, what I did while I was there, was designing the costumes and stuff. So I'm thinking, well, I'm obviously not going to be able to do music, but I love the medium of television. So there's a couple of interviews where I watch them back and I say, I'd love to do television and and fashion. Yeah, and and here I am, and that's, that's so weird. That's what I do, and and what I love. And uh, you know, someone asked me the other day, you know, you're turning fifty, and how do you keep that energy and and that bubble and that spark? And it's like I really thought about it carefully, and it's because I've chosen what I know makes me happy, not what other people want me to do or yeah. what. I think I should do next but what when I I really think about it what would make me happy and it's kind of like that Marie Kondo thing like nobody can tell you what to keep in your house or what to throw out it's what sparks joy for you but it's the same in in what you do it has to it has to give you that that spark and then it's easy to you know to smile and exude energy you know when you're lucky to have that job that you go that's the one I want and I'm there yeah. yeah. Well, how did the the podcasting? Because now you're a podcasting queen. Yes. How, <laughs> how did that then come about? Um, I guess it was another manifesting because I kept saying I want to do stuff with music, and everyone's like, "When you're recording again?" And I don't actively look for stuff, but if something comes up and it's doable and it brings me that spark and I can make it happen I will but my priority is having some time to be a mum yeah it's really hard when you've got a fashion label in two different hemispheres and then doing a tv show Mm. in a country that is locking down borders and you think you're never going to get home again and you just need space to kind of deal with life um so I guess I just kept saying I you know I'd love I love music and I'd love to do something. And then this opportunity to really revisit the 90s, which was my decade of like just doing music. And that's how I've made my living. And each and every day was only about music and the ridiculous people that I met, you know, because you're always at a TV show, radio station, just, um, you know, the the big radio road shows and you're always crossing paths with everyone and, and, you know, the stuff that you see, the conversations that you have. So (laughs) it's like, it felt like something that was, that was the right fit for me for now. Like, you know, um, and especially with Melbourne being in this never ending lockdown, um, 
it's something that, uh, you know, I've just um, learned how to use a few microphones and stuff and we've actually been able to do it. But if I had set my sights on touring and I was out releasing music, that would never have happened. So it was like this, just this little niche, it feels like there was this concrete and a little crack in it and just like something little grew through that and like managed to find the light. Yeah. Well, you sound like... Like you can hear it in your voice on those episodes that you sound like you're having a ball. Yes. Just reliving it. Because like, I'm then listening to it going, oh my God, yes. Like, you know, I went for a walk yesterday listening to the boy band episode yeah. and Backstreet Boys came on and I was on a busy road and I'm like, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I was ready. I was so ready to do the moves and just start singing. And I'm like, just like I was literally clenching my fists to stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> And it's... I love and I love the conversation when they're they're like so disgusted they're called a boy band and what I know. It meant to them and it was good to hear their take on it. Yeah. Um it's it's amazing to have, you know, unearth all of these bits of interviews where you're going back in time. It's that little time capsule like I love it yeah it's special it is well speaking of going back in time uh, get back in time yeah. to... oh, <laughs> oh, oh I didn't even realize oh, sorry drink that, that's, that means I know that's a drink. Drink. bingo that's time drink. Yep, yep, yep. it's time for Danny bingo mm-hmm. <laughs> it is I'm gonna pour myself another glass because this is the smallest do glass it, in the world it. sure it is <laughs> It is look it's It would normally be a lot bigger. It is petite. It is petite. Or would you do a homewares range? Like glasses and stuff? Oh, 100%. Champagne glasses? I think you'd have to start at the bar part with... (laughs) Please. (laughs) Oh, my God. You could have like... like a party, disco. a party, <laughs> a party jam set. Like, and those would be the shots. Oh, oh stop. okay. Yes. Let's workshop yeah, this. We should. Yeah. yeah let, let's just. Yeah. Before we step back to Young Talent Time, let's just workshop <laughs> this. So, and then you could have like you know when you get those cocktail mixer things. Yeah. And yes, they've got the, the ingredients. Shakers. Yeah, the mm-hmm. shakers. Oh, by the yes. way, I love that you brought up illusion shakers on one of the episodes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a separate conversation. <laughs> but to you, I think. Again. <laughs> This is my idea. I think we need a, a shaker and then you it's a drink that has lime and coconut. Coconut. Oh. Totally. Totally. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I can feel something cooking. I know. Okay. I know. What, 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 what other ideas? Uh, I'll be manifesting this. I swear to God. If there is okay. A sh- mood boards tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are mood You'll be getting boards. DMs from both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had a well, dream. I have... I have my little candle here, which is... Oh, I have that. I have it's, that. Yes, it's yes. one that I did for Target and, like, I thought I had heaps of them at the time that it came out, but it's, like, literally my last one. Yeah. So oh. I thought I set the mood, oh. I'm going to put the candle on. Like, it's it's got that much at the bottom. Oh. But... <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I used mine up pretty quickly, actually, when I yeah. bought it. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Let's take it back to the beginning at Young Talent Time because I know Eliza has some uh, clarification requests <laughs> relating to where it all okay, began. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, first, I, you've, first you've got to tell me, when you first started watching, who were the team members? Because, like, you know, there would be somebody leaving at 16 and somebody joining, so it's, like, always okay. good for me to know, like, what was the influence when you started watching the show? Um, like, who was... Joey Peroni, Karen Dunkerton, Tina was still on... 
Uh, yep. Right. So it was around about when I started. It was when you started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. Like, oh my god! Like, I don't throw anything out. Like, it's a McDonald's placemat. Yeah, do you remember this? Or McDonald's sponsored? Oh my god! Like, if Marie wow. Kondo came into my house, <laughs> no, like, because it's what be sparks joy <laughs> yeah. for like, you. This is I should had be this, totally cool with it. This envelope I started in the I don't know eighty seven. Oh my god! Every magazine clipping, I would just like pop them in here. Pop them in. <laughs> Anyway, so that's from the um, Johnny Young Talent. Do you remember those end of year concerts? When yeah. Not the end of year concerts, sorry, the end of year Christmas parties for the Johnny Young Talent School. And then you, yeah. you guys would with show up Tim. afterwards. So I got a photo oh, with yeah. Tim and then I got, I must have met you then because I got that little autograph book that I've got there. I got, yeah. I got your autograph, which I have there. Hang on. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a quick one. It's, it just goes off the page. <laughs> just off the page. Anyway, but... Something I need clarification on, which we have discussed yes. on the pod before. So yes. I wrote you a letter when I was eight, 1985, and you wrote back, and it has travelled with me everywhere. This is what this letter still looks like. It's typed. Okay. And you signed it. Thank you. Now, there was a documentary on the uh, somewhere in the UK a few years ago where they claimed that it was, in fact, your sister who was signing your fan mail. No. Okay. <laughs> Because oh I watched that God. and I was like, what? What? <laughs> and then I was like, who signed? Was it Carol? Like, who signed this letter? I, <laughs> I, I have to clarify this at some point in my life. No, it's really weird because I love snail mail and I'm really precious about letters and stuff. So I remember mail would come in and at one point there was a lot of mail and it's like I had my schoolwork, then it's like rehearsals, four nights a week and then maybe media another night and then all day Saturday and then it's like where do you find time so my grandma and my mom would help me open everything and go through it and I'm sure as a parent you have a quick look first and you know (laughs) but it was always really special to me and important to answer it and I never really knew at the time what it would mean I just knew it was really important and then to hear stories of people who've still got the letters now, like Tony Perrin was saying, yeah. she got a letter from me and still has it. I've had people stop me in the street to say, I wrote to you when I was like 14 years old and you answered me back and I never forgot it. Like it was so special, but I guess it's that putting it out there. My intention was this is really important and I spent a lot of time, so it's so heartbreaking when anyone would think that someone else did it because okay, good. Well, I spent so so long on that. Okay, we love good. having that clarification because yes. it came up in that doco as as Eliza was saying, and we yes. talked about it in a previous episode, and we're like, we Kylie need to would have been at the table at points when we were doing that because it was at the family dinner table. Look, like, I took I took it with she a grain absolutely of salt would have been there because it was a bit of a not a tabloidy type mm. documentary so I was like that doesn't sound right uh, one day when I'm talking to Danny I'm gonna confirm that this is incorrect exactly because so, yeah it was amazing because you asked me like how I was enjoying so, like you asked me a question and so I was like yeah. oh like that that meant the what I was eight and yeah well, I guess that was the only way we could communicate like when we would do the show and then we would finish the show You'd see faces in the audience of people that came and waited and were, like, there for the whole show. But, like, we're kids at the end of that day. We were there from 9 a.m. And I guess the show wrapped at, like, 7, 7.30 around that time. 
then I've still got to get home. I've still got to, you know, like it's, if you were to stay and say hi to everyone, you just, you wouldn't physically be able to survive. So that was like my, my way to, to communicate. And it's funny because as an adult, I've been really always needing that communication with my fans so when social media started I was like oh my god this is amazing this is everything and I feel like I really want to say now that I have the best fans ever I my social media is a happy fun safe place like nothing is a hundred percent perfect but I cannot believe how amazing my fans are because the support for each other, the people that have met, the friendships that have evolved oh, yeah. and that people connect me with and, and let me know, like, what's going on. Um, it's been that that amazing place that people have been able to come to and um, at times lift themselves up or help somebody else or just have an amazing time. But yeah. I, I'm there and I'm viewing it all and I'm seeing it all, all go on, which is great part of social media because if that wasn't there, I wouldn't know what was happening around and then you know podcasts like this bring this extra dimension like it's just it's insane I've always always loved it and I know there's scary stories out there about social media but I just I think we've just got this like amazing little zone that we're in and yeah it's just a good place yeah look we've you know our our Minogue echo chamber we've been <laughs> so lucky with the people who who listen like everyone's mm. just amazing everyone sends the loveliest messages or they'll be like oh i do that too i always make playlists or yeah that's my favorite song and even if it's like people disagree on what their favorite song is it's always like oh that's a great choice that you had mine's actually it's none of that mm. you know you hear other stories about you know hardcore fans in other you know areas and it's always can get quite nasty but it's right. just we've never had that mm. It's touch just, wood, thank goodness. Yeah, touch wood. It's just people disagree, of course, but it's, yeah. it's not nasty at all. No, it's very friendly and very respectful and, yeah. and feel like with a lot of social media that's faceless, this is not like feel like the fans that are on, uh, on following my social media and connect, you know who they are. It's not, not this... Because when it gets really faceless, that's when I think people, you know, go to those keyboard warriors right. and they start yeah. saying things that they wouldn't say to someone's face. But everyone's upfront and present, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's, um, you know, sort of still sticking with the young talent time thing. That stuff that you know probably starts with you because you put out that that good energy, and so you're going to attract, you know, those kind of fans. I mean, we've spoken to two of your closest friends, and. Ian and Terry and they were both just the most beautiful yeah. people and so obviously you're putting something out that you're getting back which I also assume given we've known them pretty much from the day you started on Young Talent Time your amazing parents like I assume this you know starts from them as well because yeah like do they know how loved they are by your fans does that, does that no. register for them <laughs> No, they just feel like they're behind this invisible curtain. So when you were talking about being behind my mum and you're like, that's Carol's hair, I could almost (laughs) touch it. Um, And that, you know, when we see fans looking up at them in the audience um, and we notice that, it's incredible. But they're like, how do they know who we are? 
And we feel like if we don't stand next to them, nobody will know who they are. Oh. Really. But when you said in, in the podcast, you're like, no, they were on TV in Young Talent Time and I forget about that. Yeah. And they literally still look the same. So it's oh like, of course... Oh, my God, course, they do. Of course people know who they are. We, we're just living in this weird fantasy because they love their privacy. Yeah. That people don't know who they are, but of course they do. So I'll have to let them know. Well, the, funny, <laughs> the funny thing is when we, we'd spoken about my um, little encounter with Carol, I think on one of our earlier episodes, and the amount of people who, you know, reached out on Twitter to us going, oh, my God, this time, that I, one time I saw Carol and I tripped over. And, this other, and then someone else was like, oh, my God, I remember when I saw Carol. And everyone had a story that was just... But no one would ever bother them. Everyone, it's like seeing your favourite childhood friends, you know, your favourite parents, who you're just like, oh, they were my favourite parents. Yeah. So they're just kind of... Yeah, I think it's because Young Talent Time, it was a family show in every sense of the yeah. word. Like, people yeah. talk about, you know, their favourite celebrity dog as being Bouncer or Lassie. Mine was Gabby. Like, oh, like, my God. Like, people know your childhood dog because yeah. everyone came on Young Talent Time. And in a... It wasn't in like a... Like, when we see your parents, it's just to know, oh, that's so nice to see them. No one's going to yeah. bother them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to they, explain it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so incredible. And, you know, just it, there's so much. Um, it's nature and nurture, but so much that they've um, taught us how they've brought us all up. And with three kids, we definitely have our own personalities. But um, I just think a lot of the values go back to how they've brought us up, not super strict compared to a lot of my friends growing up, especially like my Greek and Italian friends, you know, it was much more strict, but like you knew the line, Carol taught me the look, like I can throw a look across the room Oh, and like, it's like a, a taser gun. I can like stop anyone in their tracks because Carol could just do the look oh. and I'd, I'd know there's no messing as you've crossed the line. Does, is that where the Minogue eyebrow comes from as well? Is that Carol? No, you don't get the eyebrow. No, no, okay. no, no. It's, it's just a stern nothing. Oh. You feel it from here, from the heart. You feel it like... Oh, wow. You know, there's a lot of tough love. I see that coming through when I worked on X Factor. Like I wouldn't take any any funny business yeah. at all. Um, and I think that because social media was starting around that time and that's when people really started to get to know me properly because not only were the contestants under the pump but in the UK, the judges were as well. So, I mean, seeing me breaking down on TV and stuff, it's like people really get to know you and know what's going on. Um and they saw that there was this real tough love there with my mentoring and that I, you know, managed to get, you know, an evolution of these these people that would come into the audition and then they would actually evolve to something else. And I was just like, it was my mission to try and help give them anything that I knew or the team around and, and really try and get that information into them before they left the show because then you're kind of out on your own, which was my feeling from Young Talent Time. Right. So absorb everything. Yeah. Right. And then you're out on your own. And there was previously there was never anybody on the judging panel who knew how that felt. Right. You, to go yeah. into a show that you so desperately wanted to go into, knowing that at the end maybe there's nothing. 
and it's going to be the best time. It's going to be super hard. It's going to take up every waking moment of your day, um, but nothing would stop you doing it. And so it was just my connection with um, the, you know, the people who were in my team that I was looking after was just insane. It was like the first maternal feelings I got. I was never even open to having kids before that. I didn't know what that maternal feeling was, but I thought like here is, you know, like my parents got to do, I can give them some knowledge and then they go out into the world and then you like see what happens to them. It was a really amazing feeling. And, and, and so with that social media, it's like people got to know me, connect with me and really were bouncing off that, that whole tough love thing. And it's like, it's, got that from carol well also speaking of carol so in the almost three hour bumper episode (laughs) that we put together for your birthday there was one tiny little snippet that everyone has latched onto that your dear friend ian mentioned carol's roast chicken recipe oh my gosh yes the amount of people that have messaged going um yeah we're gonna need that So mum never writes down anything. She never does it the same twice. Oh. It's made with so much love. She's a, a, a true gardener and she will grow as many vegetables and herbs and fruit and stuff as she can. Like every time I leave there recently, I've left with a bag of lemons and I'm making oh. all fresh lemonade. Woo, love it. Um, but I, I try to copy what she makes and I can I can never do it. She makes sure that nobody can copy it. It's like <laughs> she that's she's in control. That's her space. Interesting. I have a few questions uh, relating to your yep. magical run of Girl, Neon Nights and the Hits and Beyond. But before I do get into all of that, I have a little something of my own that I would love some clarification on as well, if you wouldn't mind, Oh, Danny. yes. All right. So it has been a long, firm belief of the internet law and many a pop forum that back in the day, both Shares Believe and Shapeshifters Lola's theme were offered to you to record first. Is that Never. true? Never. <gasps> oh, my no. goodness. Heard it here no. first. Oh, we're doing the Danny Mythbusters hard oh, tonight on the yes. This is great. <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 the dance tune that was offered to me was to do Who Do You Love Now? And um, mm. that, was, that was just life-changing. Yes. Oh, what a yes. track. Yes, it was. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I mean, on the topic of Xenomania's Believe... In 1997, you really helped kickstart the careers of so many pop producers that we class as legends in 2021, such as Xenomania, with the release of Girl. And we've talked in the past on the pod about a possible vinyl release of Girl. What are the chances of one day seeing that come to fruition? Manifesting. Manifesting. Yeah, I I, I honestly have been trying to manifest it as long as, uh, as well as lots of, lots of phone calling and bugging the mm-hmm. record company right. <laughs> and if anyone can get them to move on this quickly because I see the timeline we've got a year to the 25th anniversary oh yeah we see the timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
So it would be my dream to put it on vinyl. I've let them know that. Right. And I think that conversation speaks volume. So whoever wants to hit up, you know. Oh, we will. Everybody oh, yes. and, um, and. Oh, we will. You know, because they know that I want to release it and. Well, um, I, I, you know, they own it. I can't, I can't right. do it without all the parts to the song. Then you've got to remaster it for vinyl. Yes. Right. Um, it's completely different process. Then it's finding, yeah, finding all the photos and everything to go in it. So when we did Neon Nights, just finding the artwork was intense because wow. who had it? You know, what drawer did you put it in? <laughs> you know, where is it? <laughs> You know, this is so long ago that there's nobody at the record company that worked there then and whoever did the filing never told anyone where it was put and it's like being an archaeologist just finding the stuff and then then it's the tracks and tracking down all the producers. Like with Neon Knights, Corpy and Black Cell that did most of that album with me in Sweden, they gave up music and they just did not want to be involved in it anymore so they've gone off the grid like so there's so many like parts to it and then you then you do the remastering and then you've got to like take it through this evolution where you want it to be special and new and amazing so that takes i'm telling you at least a year so if nobody from that record company gives us a yes soon i cannot make it happen for the 25th anniversary but i want you to know and so many people ask me on social media, and here you have it in my voice. I want you to know, I want this to happen. I've asked for it, and they know that I want it to happen. So if it doesn't happen, there wasn't. I I don't have the parts to it. Well, and I don't own them. So that's well, it. So we have officially begun manifesting a 2022 yes. reissue with an extended CD and vinyl set. Then <laughs> it is done, yes. and we're going to get everyone listening to harass the record label as well. So you know, so you know that if I get a yes now, I'll be. It's because of this podcast. So you will get a mention in the credits. Oh my god! Oh my stop god. it! Stop yes! It. Yes! <laughs> Well, I won't be sleeping tonight. I'll be um, working through the night. Version of Coconut uh, is just as much of a fan favourite as Disremembrance is, but one another cover that's on Girl is your high energy version of Dreamworld's Moving Up, which I think is deeply underrated. How did your magical version come to be? Well, I had the song Moving Up, um, but there was another version of it, and I had it and I recorded it, and. I didn't I didn't love the mix of it and so there was a remix done and I was like I like the remix um which I was no stranger to because when I came from Australia to the UK with my album they're like it's great but we have to remix it for the UK market mm, yes. so everything everything got changed around it sounded so different to me like to be recording stuff in New York then putting it together in Australia and then the UK putting their whole spin on it. Like I hadn't lived there. I wasn't, I didn't hear all the music. I didn't know what they wanted to do with it, but I was like, okay, if it's not going to work here, it's not going to work here. 
um, let's let's change it up. So it was kind of like I got I got used to doing that, and then that rolled on into mashups, and <laughs> you know yeah. uh, the don't want to lose this groove and it just it just was like a natural thing for me I think because that's what I was thrown into as soon as I arrived in London has been said not only by yourself but also the critics when it comes to the groundbreaking neon nights and when it comes to the impact that it had and still does i always think about how beautiful it is that infernals from paris to berlin might not have existed had it not been for neon nights (laughs) it's it's amazing i've met a bunch of artists that have said that that was the album they listened to and that they when they went in the studio they're like I wanted to sound like that because yep. most artists do that yeah. um and I was completely unaware of that until you know way later when you actually get to meet meet artists and and that they say that they were influenced by it which is absolutely incredible um it was an exciting time and um like London records really were incredible at letting me experiment there was there was obviously boundaries but to really let me go for it Phil Faversham is the guy that you need to speak to because he uh, is the A&R of the record he um, put the heart into that in giving me the confidence and when you give someone confidence they can you know do the do their best so um and sometimes things just come together, you know. So he is like my hero for that album. Baby, can you bear the truth? I want to come You know, we spoke to Terry and Edward from Inside the Groove about the whole Madonna connection. Um, but I guess, how was that for you? Like, I, you know, I grew up watching you cover her entire discography on Young Talent Time. Like, and so that was my that's where That's where it all made sense. It was like how you set that up and reminding me. Like, 
I know, I know that I always ask for the Madonna songs, but then actually hearing this one after this one after this one, I was like, oh, my God, I really did them all. Yeah. You know, like... Like I, the whole of True Blue. Like I was going through YouTube and um, Where's the Party was performed on about 25 different occasions, I think, in one year alone. <laughs> I, I listened to that song so much. It was just like on repeat. I, yep. That song made me feel so happy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible to hear them talk together to, like, kind of go, ah, that aha moment, like, oh, yeah, that that could be an answer. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, a vibe on, on what may have happened. But, um, oh, like, everybody was watching what everyone was doing back then. So, and, you know, I think that, not only was it an, an incredible mashup, like Nemo from Paris were really talented and, and the this strange mixture of them being very arty, very young, but only using like vintage equipment. Right. And so it had this special texture to it. So when the mashup was done, I feel like you can hear that. And then us both being under the Warner umbrella, we sent it off just thinking there's no way anyone's going to hear back. It wasn't like we're going to get a no. It was like, you're not going to hear back. Like, who are we? Who are we to think that, (laughs) you know, she'd actually even listen to it? So it was incredible. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't understand what this podcast means to me to hear stuff like that that I've never heard before. (laughs) And to know that we might not even have hung up. Was it not? Uh, Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, Get we, your we, on. we we joke, but I mean, in all seriousness, we once we kind of looked at the timeline, it's like, wait, was did that potentially happen? It could have. I mean, I I because we did talk about this on the Neon Nights episode of the show, and we were like, it does look like that maybe Madonna went, hmm, Danny sampled me last year. Let me see if I can sample the ABBA, and then yeah, went ahead and got <laughs> it all done. Well, there was kind of a lot of this, I don't know if you mirroring's the right word, but like Madonna wearing Kylie t-shirt and there was like oh, a yes. whole lot of, you know, interaction of a nod to I am watching what you're doing. Right. And, um, but I have never met her, so. Wow. Not Terry's not yet. story was great. Terry's story was so oh, good. Oh, my God. The Smirnoff Ice. I, all yeah. I can think about, I think about Madonna's hair about once a day now since hearing that story. Madonna's hair yeah. on the lap and was Terry sniffing it? <laughs> the answer's probably yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what we oh figured. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm
Gods and Beyond for me is tied with neon as my favourite aesthetic of all your areas. Yeah. And uh, the Beyond songs are some of my all-time favourites from you. And many Stannies, including myself, often cry justice for love fight. Yes. Unlike anything <laughs> that was on the radio at the time or since. Yeah. Uh, uh, how did that track come to be? Because that is a huge favourite. Okay, so Love Fight was written with a guy called Savan and uh, he's an American who was living in Sweden and he was working with all the big producers there. But he wasn't... Um, I was working with Corpy and Black Cell at Merlin and he was, I think, by that stage, I think he was with Max Martin. So... I don't know how we first met to get together to write this song, but um, we ended up in the studios where Britney had worked. So I'm walking down the corridor and there's like all of the famous, like the, the, the platinum records on the wall. And we wrote this song, Love Fight, and we just had a, an absolute ball. I remember the kitchen was very dirty. I said, <laughs> guys... I, I cannot record until this kitchen is clean and, like, I had to cook for everybody. So I was, like, in Mama Minogue, oh my you know, mode. I'm like, no, 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 this is, <laughs> this is not right. Dirty hands um, you didn't demand on that occasion. Dirty hands are demand. Uh, yeah, so that was Love Fight. So it's just, like, a mental song, like, mental, like, Coconut is, mental, like, Disremembrance is. Oh. It's, in that, it's in that vein. All the faves. Sure. Like, they're all the, the ones that everyone just goes, oh. Because <laughs> they sound so unique and still sound so unique to everything that's come from pop since as well. Like, that's the stuff, like, everything from Girl, Neon Nights, Hits and Beyond, it all has aged remarkably well. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, for that to happen, it's got to be down to the production because a song can live on in your memory but if it's if the production doesn't sound good it's not really gonna live on like you put it on you'll be like um That reminds me, when we did our girl episode, I was talking about when I used to host the high school radio station at my school (laughs) and All I Want to Do had just come out and I'd just gotten the show as well. So, you know, I wasn't, you know, and the All I Want to Do single came out. So I locked the door where I was doing the the show from at lunchtime and I played every remix from... He was 14. Was that right? 14? Yeah. I, I lost my show after that immediately. <laughs> but I did some really good promo work that lunchtime. <laughs> Thank you. There were so many mixes on that. So many mixes. And people were like people were banging on the door of the room that I was in as well. <laughs> no joke of a lie. I was like just turning it up louder. I'm not letting you in. I'll yeah, lose well who's show. laughing now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that means oh it's time gosh. for me to top up my drink. Okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I should put this next to the microphone so we do ASMR. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you um? Did of. You, yeah. Did mm. you realise that you invented ASMR um, with everybody changes underwater? 
No. We, we basically Ooh. sort of have announced that you have invented a lot of things. So, I love um, with Zoom. the all out, yeah, Zoom. Zoom. The all cheers. Out, cheers. Cheers. I don't know how many we're on now. Nobody knows. <laughs> Doesn't matter. When this is edited down, still nobody knows. Nobody knows. You had, it's, it's one of those you had to be there. Right, right, exactly. It's day six. <laughs> Nobody's driving home. So. No. Um, curfew's on. It's day 69 of lockdown. Oh, my God. Of this lockdown. This lockdown, Of yes. this lockdown, yeah. I, I started this thing on Twitter at the start of lockdown where each day I was like, okay, day one, I do a little gif thinking this is going to be like seven days. So now every day I'm like 69 days deep in this. I'm like, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, but, like when people go, oh, our heart goes out to Melbourne and you just go you yeah. don't understand oh no. i was about to say you yeah. can you can swear on this podcast we were rated explicit so <laughs> yeah we all we all know what we like to say to people who <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about that before i came on i thought well if we do have a few drinks um god anything could happen <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to steve anderson a couple of months ago and that was just so much isn't fun. he divine oh. his podcast is oh, everything amazing, it? oh. it's Every week I'm like, I need more. Have you listened to this week? He's just done He's, Larry Flick. No. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, I so Larry, Larry yeah. I met when I, I was doing promo in America. He was, like, writing great things about my records. And the record company said, do you want to go in and meet Larry Flick, like, from Billboard? I'm like, I, oh, yeah. I what? <laughs> People can do that? Like, I know, like, big American stars could do that. But, yeah. like, people like me? And I met him and he was incredible and and just like a, a Molly Meldrum, just like right. music, music, music and just his heart's in it, incredible. Oh, well, this episode is just, it's almost two hours and I when it finished I was like, oh, no, wait, where's the, I want more. <laughs> I, I could have just listened and listened and just their friendship as well was just, it was so beautiful to listen Okay, okay. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Steve up and see if I can reconnect with Larry. Oh, yeah, do it, do yeah, it. We, yeah, we we Steve Anderson could be the loveliest person I think I've yes. ever met in my life. I know. Like, oh, just an Kind. Absolute you should should just see him glide around backstage before a huge juggernaut of a Kylie show starts. Oh. And he's just I don't know, just just. Like, I don't think he takes steps. He just, like, he just glides through. Oh, really gliding through. Yes. <laughs> I would yes. imagine that. Hi, this is Steve Anderson, and you're listening to This Is Disco. You did a remake, or rather remix, the 2020 remixes of All I Want to Do, which yeah. were absolutely divine. Uh, I was just wondering what sort of gave you the idea to re-record and remix that. I know it was just um, re- re- tied in sort of with the anniversary, right? Yeah, the anniversary, and it was just a mood and a vibe. It's 2020, I mm. mean, the year that everyone was having. Um, it's it's one of those songs where the lyrics can go any way, depending on how you colour it with the sound, mm. which Kylie's done with I Should Be So Lucky so many times, right. and I feel like it can it can be this dark, stormy, moody place that's still beautiful, or it can be this uplifting song. Mm. Um so we had never been able to explore that before and it was like, well, if we're going to do that, we'll do it now. Yeah. Now, Now's the time and see if that resonates with anybody on a different level. So many of us love them. And yeah. uh, would you ever, are there any other of your classics you'd consider giving a reworking to? Yeah, like I haven't thought 
which one, but um, I mean, I still would love to, my dream has been to record the live show that Ian has put together where we are using very much um, a lot of the remixes of songs and then we're doing mashups. Um, there's samples of other songs, but the clearances on that would be huge even right. when we re-record everything. But I would love to have a proper version of, of what we do in the live show because, you know, I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can do that. That's, you know, like <laughs> running around on that stage. I don't know. So I'd just like to have a really good copy of that. Right. <laughs> okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Now I'm brainstorming all the different reworkings of old songs. Like. Oh, yeah. So which ones Which ones would you want done? Well, I mean, I, I always go silly and that could just be because I've had a bit of bit to drink. So I'm thinking like, would you redo Love and Kisses except, except change the location, be it like, you know, we ain't at KFC, baby, so what's your... <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> How good would that rap be? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we've said that you've You're invented the kind rap. Of girl right. that I want to meet. We ain't at McDonald's, baby. So what's your beat? <laughs> I just want someone that so I can call, call my, own. my own. Love me, please me, until, until the break, break of dawn. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, A dude. little 17-year-old baby Danny in New York City in Green Street down in Soho recording that. Uh, just Gosh. wow! What? Who did I think I was? Like Danny Minogue, yes. <laughs> but it know. was. I think it was so important for me to be out of Australia because of that whole heritage of the Young Talent Time thing. Right. If we were going to record something, and they were like, "What do you truly love?" and it's like, it, like Janet has been like a hero of mine and Madonna. And they were like, you know, we've got this song, Love and Kisses from America. Let's see if you like it. We think it could be a hit for you. And I was like, I love it. And sent over to record and they're, they're like, you know, let's make an album. And I think it was just that liberating thing to be yeah. somewhere where they're like, I don't know, people tell us that she's a big deal in Australia. So we're <laughs> making this record with her. But like, <gasps> it was insane. Speaking of love and kisses, and because it's your birthday. Oh, that's um, right. I made cupcakes. <gasps> <laughs> well, show them to me. I can't see Hang on, them. hang on. I'm scared they're going to slide off the plate, so I'll hold them. Oh, a love and kisses. They're oh, love my God, that is from the record. Oh, my God, that's oh, yeah. so good. I printed that out and then stuck it on. I thought because <laughs> candles we can't do now that we've had a pandemic, so the idea of blowing on food that then everybody right. in the room eats seems so bizarre now. Ba-bong. I know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, you do a very good baba. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured Adam and I were the crosses. Right. right. 
I can see. be the heart. Yes. The heart. So I'm going to put a sparkler in here and hopefully not set fire to everything. Please do not blow your eyeball no. out now. We've, we've talked about blowing your eye out with the champagne cork and now, like, you know, the, the sparkler. Well, I've got my young talent time board down here, so I can't have that go up in flames. That would be a disaster. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Okay, let's, um, obviously I'll just have to eat all of these, sorry. And there's no smoke alarm that's going to go off, is there? No, no, but I'm surrounded by, <laughs> I'm surrounded by um, my Johnny Young Talent School T-shirt. Oh my god, you've got to take a screen grab of your face when you look up though. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Can imagine. And so I was speaking to Danny yeah. and then and then I lit a sparkler and yeah. then I got rained on. Yeah. Then the alarms went off. It's a disco inferno, that's for sure. Oh it is. I'm really bad at these. I love sparklers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 why am I so bad? That's going to get hot. That anyway, moment. talk amongst it yourself. Well, it's going to go. It's going to go. It's, oh, right. Well, it's I'll quickly go. get this in then because okay. if I don't ask this, I reckon everyone's going to have the... have my bloody don't mind throat, me. basically. But <laughs> I, I do have to just gently ask. What, yes. what Sorry, can, oh, no, no. All right, go, go, go. Oh, go, go. Happy Perfect. birthday Day to you. Me. Happy birthday <laughs> to, to, to me. Happy birthday, dear Danny. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That was very unsynced. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're trying to make it. The sparkler's still going. So I know you. You've got to keep going. Hooray! 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 Hip, hip, hooray! Hooray! Yay! Adam, continue your question and I'll just hold this up. Well, I'll, good. That gives me a chance to rephrase <laughs> it as well. <laughs> I think everybody listening to the pod is praying that we ask you this. What could Eliza and I do or say to just gently get you to pop back into the recording studio? Not the podcasting recording studio. No. I'm right. glad that you just clarified that. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, we don't want to push you in there, but do you see yourself going back at some point? Had you asked me a week ago, I would say, you know, what I said at the start of the podcast, you know, if it's the right thing and it works. Cut forward to this week, there's a song in my inbox. (laughs) I've just found my sister's microphone, which she said I could use. (gasps) and we'll see what happens like Mm. i need to hear it and you know like it's a process but i love the song you guys would love this song so i love it already and i haven't even heard it (laughs) oh my god so at the moment it's not in my key so it's like it just takes some faffing about you know to like um play with it and work out if it would sit so I can't just say yes it's happening but there's a song and a microphone and a girl and just a girl in front of a microphone (gasps) just oh my god (laughs) yes and then just waiting to sing and then (laughs) and then you might be a girl in front of an audience on a club tour right because that's, oh my god yeah, that, I heard you guys talking about Greyhound and that was oh. one of the best oh. best shows of my life one of the I best mean, shows I've been to uh, the the venue the sound system 
the nervousness that I was in. I'm like, who do I think I am doing this like whole show? And I put in the Greyhound as a warm up because I'm like, I haven't performed for so long. Rod Laver. Um, nothing in between. Right. That's not right. that's not gonna work because that's stupid. Um, so we, you know, with we thought Greyhound would be amazing, and um, just before that gig, Dorian, who does uh, did all the music for X Factor when I was on that um, in Australia, did all the music for all three seasons of Masked Singer, most amazing musical director. Uh, works with Tina Arena, works with so many people. Amazing. Uh, he rides a motorbike to get to work and he went to a, it, it wasn't a sound check, check for that gig, but it was returning or picking up equipment um, the night before and came off his motorbike and smashed his shoulder and he played the entire gig <gasps> on the most intense painkillers oh with his arm in this, like sling but he's he's playing bass he's playing guitar i cannot tell you what a hero this guy is and i was just so nervous i'm like you're gonna pass out on stage you're gonna pass out on stage i can't actually let you go on stage because this is my my show but he's the md and he's like no i'm fine (gasps) and he's like he's like he is so on painkillers hasn't slept all night his wife's been up with him and I'm like so she thought it was okay that you could come because I was like the wife's got to be the barometer like (laughs) she did she let you out of the house or does she not know that you're here like did you did you sneak out like I need to know what's going on he was so adamant to go on stage and not like so the energy coming off us as a band on stage we had no idea we'd get through the first song, oh let alone oh the entire show. So it was like when we got through the first song and the, the, the fantastic sound system, the energy in the room, and then I'm looking over at him, him and I'm like, so, you know, that I look like we're good to go for the next song. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like his adrenaline had kicked uh, in yep. and he's, he was going for it, feeling no pain at that point, but I was just mm. worried about like the next day. So at the end of each song, I'm like looking to my left, Dorian. Oh and like nobody knew all of that was going on. No. It's just total like, you know, typical tour stories oh where wow. there's always something happening. But um, like the MD going down, like there would have been no way we could put on the show. And then even getting to Rod Laver was like, are you sure? Oh, like, yeah. and he's, wow. I'm like, but what have the doctors said? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was like, it was a miracle that we got through those oh, shows. I would not have And, and he's still all. in recovery from that accident. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, but still gosh. plays and like, yeah. Yeah. So he was doing, I went to the Tina concert at the Sydney My Music Bowl and he was doing that. And I saw him like, how's it going? And he's like, I'm kind of getting there. And this this is a long time ago. Oh so gosh. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a big, big accident. Oh wow. That's yeah. so full on. So that's that that put some kind of um magic into it because honestly I looked over and he was really enjoying yeah. himself. He was having a great time. Yeah, well, we had no idea because I was too busy losing my shit, pardon my French, because you <laughs> You'd photobombed me. I was trying to get a selfie with you in the background and then you saw me and then you did like a full photo shoot. Like, 
I was losing my mind after that. And then you were so nice with us meeting us afterwards and brought us inside to the GH. And like that night is one of the greatest nights out I've ever had in my life. I'm so I'm so glad. Me too. Me too. It really was. It was one of my favorite gigs ever. Amazing. Oh wow. wow! Do you miss all those, all that touring? Um, or do you miss aspects of it? I guess that's maybe a more look a better question. Yeah. If I if I was not a mum, I'd probably you know be just taking every opportunity to get out there and do that because it is addictive. Yeah. Right. But when you're balancing it with a life and your life has to have some balance, you know, becoming a parent, yeah. apparently you've got to be responsible. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, oh, like, please, <laughs> who have you met through music that that has then like sparked a, a friendship that you're like, oh, I can't. Imagine not knowing that person. Oh. Uh, each, each other? Each other, yeah. Yeah, but, like, who else? <laughs> like, oh. I mean, I guess... I'm probably I'm putting you on the well, spot before, here because people will yeah. be like, if they don't mention my name, so no, probably, you have I, to cut that well, out. Well, because like, I grew up with my best friend, Ben, and I've known him since prep, and we're both... You, you, you've met Ben heaps of times with me, and we've known each other, yeah, since prep, and we've loved all the same music and divas and everything, but I think uh, outside... Of this, uh, I guess all my friends in the UK that I met through Girls Aloud. Yeah. Fantastic. And which yeah. is especially more so like a special bond now after Sarah's passing. Um, but yeah, so many of them like that I would not have known had I not gone for the con- gone for the concert in 2013. Yeah. And now yeah. they're some of my dearest, closest friends. So, and that's that's the power of music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I met yeah, that's... Luke, who we had on Luke Dennehy, mm-hmm. who's yeah. um, Ty you stole. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I gave it back. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, him and I met camping out at the Palais. For your sister's '98 concert, oh, we met wow. in that camping out queue. Oh my god! And just hit it off. We then went to the Mushroom 25th anniversary concert together. We made a big. I've never run so fast because you were doing Twister at the Palace. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, we ran. You stole Luke's clothes then as well because you took his cowboy hat off him, wore it for part of the performance. Oh my god! Yes. Gave it back to him in the end. <laughs> and then we ran out to the car park and spoke to you. When I went to a taping of Young Talent Time when I was eight, I can't remember what, I think it was when you guys were singing Body Rock or something, but for some reason Bevan was in a footy uniform and me and my mm. friend had made this sign before we left home. We were eight. Let me just clear this up. And yeah. the sign we originally made was... We love Danielle. She is super, super sexy. <laughs> At eight. At eight. My, mom, my mom saw that and she was like, no, cross that out. So yeah. we didn't have enough time to redo it. So oh we, just, we just crossed out the sexy part. So it just said, we love Danielle. She is super, super, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> She's super, super. <laughs> but we caught the attention of whoever the producers were, whoever like said, do you guys want to come and sit with the team at the end for All My Loving? So we were waiting with our sign and Bevan was standing in front of us in his sports uniform and me and my friend were like, oh, my God, who does Danielle go for? And he was like, oh, Carlton. And we were like, same. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) 
And so from that day on, and then that was, I think when I met you in that car park, a twister, whatever it was, 13 years later, it was literally the first thing I asked you because I was like, oh my God, has my whole life been a lie? Was Bevan, <laughs> was Bevan lying to me? <laughs> well, I never really followed a team, but Young Talent Time had me do this photo shoot with one of the Carlton football team players. Oh yeah, I think I and posted so that recently. <laughs> there's, there's this photo of me. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know sports stars. I fall over them. I <laughs> don't know either. them. And, uh, you know, since that picture was taken, which was obviously like a, you know, a cross-promotion thing that Young Talent Time were doing, I'm just me in the middle of it, you know. You've, you've got to go and do this photo shoot. Okay. I didn't not like Carlton, but I... I, I, I wasn't a member, you know. No, oh, I think I've been to one football game in my entire life. Like, I don't follow it. And if anyone asks, like, well, what's your team? I, I'm, I've always been like, well, Carlton, they'll ask why. I'm like, because, because of Danny Minogue. Like, it's just been like that since I was eight and I, I'm not changing and now. I follow, I follow Carlton because I have to now because I was in the photo and everyone's got the photo. Oh, so my it's, God. But it's, but it's not like I follow anyone else. So my dad's St Kilda, my brother's Essendon, mum follows players, not team. Uh, <laughs> see, I think I should get, yeah, I think Carol's got my same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> She's favourite players, no team. And she'll switch, like... Before the game, she'll be like, "Now I'm, 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 I'm going for this team," and then I say, oh, "You know, how was the match?" And she says, "Well, halfway through, I, I switched it, and I was then supporting <laughs> the team." Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! Carol. Oh. oh, I think we're gonna be Adam. Should we start a Carol podcast? Oh my god! At this point, <laughs> amazing. So I have to tell you something about Carol. So um, when Michael Brennan does my hair and makeup for like X Factor or Mask Singer or whatever, and the running joke is, as soon as the show has gone to air, like some of them are live, some of them are pre-taped, he'll message me going, "What's Carol's critique?" Because <gasps> Carol is so honest. Oh, love and it. she'll say if she doesn't like it, straight up, like not, not, not even like a pause, like, well, um, how do I say this? None of that. Just like hated it, horrible. <gasps> no, didn't suit you. And then we'll go into this whole monologue of why it didn't suit you, or whatever. So like, Michael is like, what, what did Carol think? Did Carol like it? So we call it Carol's critique. Oh my, and oh my god. So we now message her as soon as the show goes up, like five minutes in, we're like, Mum, Michael wants to know what's Carol's critique. <gasps> Sorry, oh let me tough, just let me just rephrase what I said before. I think Carol needs her own podcast. Is, <laughs> is actually what needs to happen. And look, if anyone's brave enough to go on it, but um, you know, like the stories of when she met you too and she you know, just there were these guys backstage who are Kylie's friends. They're in Dublin and Kylie's getting ready in the next room. And mum's like, um, hi, do you want a cup of tea? And then it's like she's just in this room with these guys and um, there's no one else there. And so she's like, oh, so you're like, what do you guys do? And they're like, we're in, we're in a band. She's like, oh, what, what, what's the band called? <laughs> I, they said it's called 
you too. And then there's a big, long, a big, long silence. And mom is looking up at the ceiling and she says, I think I've heard, I think I've heard of your band. Like thinking they're like nobodies and she's really cool. Like, I think I know oh who you are. Oh my God. So they fell in love with her because they're like, there's, this, we've found the one person on the planet who doesn't know who we are. We've found that person. And that person is Kylie's mother. This is genius. I've just realised what the perfect, perfect gig for Carol is. Judge on Drag Race. Yeah, I was just thinking Judge on Drag Race. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, which yeah. does bring me, how, how did you go on the three seconds that they allotted you for your judgment? <laughs> Okay, so what was hard is that, you know, I couldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I had set up my iPhone Mm -hmm. on a stand and the connection, the Zoom connection with them was on this laptop that I'm using now. But the laptop had to be to one side and and the phone's here. So as they come up and it's the like, they don't know who it's going to be. And I'm like, hi, thinking, I hope they recognize me. And then I said, okay, I have to stop take and you're going to think I'm really rude because I'm looking over here and you'll probably think I'm looking at someone else in the room, but this is the only time I can get to see you because you're here on my screen. Like I want to see what you're wearing and, you know, and then I look back at the camera. So I'm asking questions like what just happened? How do you feel? And I can hear voices, but I can't see like who's talking. So it was really difficult, but... Mm. There were a few good, like, you know, interactions with the girls afterwards, again, through social media, through DMs and just, like, you know, following the action. And, yeah, it was really cool. It was still cool. And I got a badge. I got sent a badge, uh, a RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And if you're in the first series, you get this badge. I wish I had it here to show you. It's at my office. And it's, like... There's only a few people who have the badge. So this just arrived in the mail like ages later. And it was like, um, is this what I think it is? Like, is this just for the people who are on the show? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That is very, very cool. I hope that they invite you back when it's... um, Because I know that they're going to be... They're doing auditions for season two. So hopefully they ask you back to be on the actual panel. It's such a good show. Mm. And again, like, I would kick into... Like I would want a mentor. That's probably the problem though. Like you see this evolution from this mm, tough love yeah. from the judging panel, you know, just saying it as it is and you see this evolution throughout the show and this amazing transformation inside and out and, um, you know, I would dig that. Like I totally one day want to do a drag queen transformation please yes i want but like i would like art simone to do your makeup yes yeah like Mm. i've never worked with a makeup artist that like they've all said i cannot do that that's it's it's such an art form and um a friend of mine in london did it once glenn and uh he does drag and he has um his drag name is audrey hepby and he he did make me up once for a friend's 30th so my friend bp major uh who's now in la but he was living in 
Stockholm when I was working there. He lived in London when I was there. And we met on the show Grease. He was a dancer in the show. So we've had this huge, long friendship. It was his 30th. And we wanted to send this really special birthday card. So Glenn's like, I'll make you up. But it was this ridiculous makeup. And Ben got the card and he's like, these are like, you know, my 10 best friends. And who is that? (gasps) (laughs) Oh, my God. had no idea who it was, which was kind of funny. And that's, you know, the whole thing about drag. Like, you you become someone else. But that was like, oh, we just do it for this birthday card, but I'd love to do it um, and just kind of... I don't know. It's a it's a whole experience, and yeah. now on the show where they have a female doing drag. Yeah, I realize I'm not the only one that wants. to Yeah, I didn't realize that was an option. It. I watched that. I'm oh like, yeah, um, a, I, can't, assigned, I didn't know this was an option. Female for me. at birth queens, AFAB queens. Yeah. Well, I think right. my my question is, what's your drag name, Danny Minogue? Ooh. Oh my god, we have to work on that. I don't know. Well, I think that it would have to evolve during the process of getting made up and dressed right. up and, you know, I would want a, a vanity wig and I'm oh, like, yes. what colour would it be? And, like, you know, I wear enough weaves and this is just all my hair. Like, my hair is big. Then I put weaves in it, it's bigger. bigger. Like, it's going to have to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, um, my autocorrect, um, I think I must have been doing some, you know, Instagram post the other day, accidentally gave me a Danny Minogue drag name. And I was like, what's ah. this? All of a sudden, I'm like, why have I written Fanny Minogue? Oh, yeah. And I was like, is, does this drag queen exist? There must be one already. Okay, so that hasn't happened to me since I had a Nokia. Like, you know, when you had to <laughs> press a button three yeah. times to get the, you know, the letter that you wanted. And the when predictive text first came in, it it doesn't recognise D-A-N-N-I-I. And it wasn't going to learn. Like, it wasn't. Either wasn't advanced enough or was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. So every time I typed in my name, if I was doing a really quick test, oh, no. I'd send it off and then go, <gasps> from Fanny. And that happened to me so much. So I, is maybe. That, is that your drag name? That will, I don't know, oh, probably. Oh, <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the list. Fanny Minogue. <laughs> RuPaul's the Drag Race Down Under Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to channel my inner RuPaul just for a moment and ask a drag race question. Okay. Um, If you could give advice to 10-year-old Danielle, who is about to to become a team member on Young Time, she's just got the call, she's going to be a team member, What's, what's your advice for that little girl? I would have said enjoy it and work hard, but I naturally did that. Like it mm. was so enjoyable and I'm I'm just a hard worker. I love it. And I just was, I kept thinking, I think they've got the wrong person <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't win as a contestant when I was at the Johnny Young Talent School. I was not the best person there in the singing class or the dancing class by a million miles. So, you know, it was like before being punked or pranked, I'm like, I don't, I think I'm going to turn up on the first day and I was fully expecting them to go, I'm sorry, there's been a massive mistake, you know, with production and I'm sorry we've called the wrong number. Like I just full on thought that was it. I had no idea, but I was like, I'm here and I know I'm not as good and I'm really, I'm, I'm willing to work really hard. And this is the best! 
<laughs> you know, like Maxie Mouse is there. Oh my god. Waldo's there. Clancy. And Clancy. Oh my god, I found my Clancy doll. So Ethan's been playing with it all week and hiding it around the house. Oh and god. it's been oh my god. like I I wake him up the other morning and he's like, Have you seen Clancy? And I was like, just rubbing my eyes, like, no, I haven't seen Clancy yet. And he said, well, he's playing on the Xbox. He's got the, like, the headphones on. He's And so I go back out in front of the TV <gasps> and he set it all up oh with the headphones god. and oh stuff. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Clancy, uh, like, mum's doing a, a Marie Kondo clear out. So we found amazing <gasps> things. So I've, I've got the YTT board set. I've got the proper Clancy doll that you put your hand up the back and he, like, talks, <gasps> like, um... And I've got T-shirts, posters that I found, stuff from the new generation. Oh, I was obsessed with that. We made the show for America and, yeah. I hope you're not throwing any of that stuff out. No, God, no. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that you're hoarders like me. Like, I've got... Oh, God. No, but it's like... I'm trying to gather it all together in one spot because it's just in all different places. Uh, yes. And I yeah. found all the photos of us on tour, in the bus, at the hotels. Oh I have my that vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I that this, vinyl. Is my, this yes. is from my vinyl. It's, it's still got the blue tack. With from the final countdown on it by Danny I love it. <laughs> it's got... so, so what did your parents say to, the, say to you? So they obviously let you go to the live tapings of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went to my first live. But were they like, this has got to stop or... Oh, no, my parents uh, couldn't have been more supportive. Like, before this call tonight, my mum was sending me... Um, she sent me the photo of me getting ready. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. That's me on my way to my first Johnny Young Talent School Christmas party. Oh, my God. So, Gorgeous. no, they indulge You know when me. you're dressed up and your parents are proud of you and they're like, right, get in the garden. Yes. The light's yeah. beautiful. We're having a photo. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, like, so I started watching. We lived in um, the US because Dad had to move there for work and we came back, I think, at the start of 82. So then... You started on Young Talent Time. That's what mm. I was watching. So, right. you know, as I was saying in our previous episode, I, I don't know who I was a fan of first, you or Madonna, because I don't know if I w- listened to Madonna going, oh, that's the songs that Danielle sings. That lady's singing Danielle's songs. I d- yeah. <laughs> I don't know and I'll never know. And yeah. so then for my birthday the following year, which would have been when I was turning six, they somehow got tickets. Um so, no, as soon as they knew that... That was a late night for a six-year-old. Oh, yeah. And they, do you remember when they used to, whoever was like the, you know, the person that revs up the crowd, they threw like lollies into the audience. And so mm-hmm. I was, I, I choked on that, obviously, because that's the thing that happens <laughs> oh, to me. <laughs> I mean, I was fine. Um, and then, yeah, and then we must have got tickets two years later for my eighth birthday. And then by the time I was nine, I was going to the Johnny Young Talent School. And, you know, I'm still... Got my T-shirt here. It's so disgusting. The weird thing about it is that... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. No, I love the retro logo. Oh, it's so good. Absolutely love it. But what's interesting is that, like, watching Ethan grow up, what he was into at six, he wouldn't have gone near at eight. And then at ten. But it's like when you were into Young Talent Time... You grew up with it yes. and it stayed a part of you, which is special. That is like 
when you're a kid, you go through, you know, the Barbie stage and then it's like the Ninja Turtles or the Spider-Man or the whatever. And, you know, some stuff I mentioned to Ethan now and he's like, no, no, I never, I never watched Paw Patrol or whatever. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The 5,000 hours of that I watched with you? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's in a league of its own. Yeah. That is something that we grew up with and still, you know, hold those memories. But I wanted to say about all these, you know, bits of memorabilia that I found, I most certainly do not have as many pieces as what you have. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> but when I finally find all the bits and get them together... I'll get together with you and I'll, I'll, you can have a look through what I've got. Like I've only got what I've got. We moved houses so many times yeah. when we were kids that I don't know. It's like whatever. And we still keep finding stuff. But we're pretty much, you know, like, you know, with, with COVID and, you know, what else do you do but clear out the yes. cupboards. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And you're most welcome to, to come over and um, check it out. I don't know if I've got anything that's, magical or oh i'm sure you don't oh, it's all magical. you don't have but oh if there's anything here that like carol is like oh i wish i had that she you might have to bring your mum though and so i can personally say to her i'm sorry i'm sorry about <laughs> all of the fuss and the tickets and there were probably oh. tears and tantrums and whatever oh, but... no they were they just have always been so supportive and like i've still got do you remember when the Johnny Young Talent School used to do these newsletters? Like, I don't know if that ever got to you guys. And then they do these weird caricatures. Oh. I know. Okay. Like, we'd get this that's, in class. That's not – that would scare young children. I, I know. And I then know the, what happened. So then there'd be, like, what's on and where and – um, and then there'd be a little, you know, Danny Minogue's profile. And it was always the same thing. Like, what's your star sign? What do you like? What do you not like? Um yeah. And then it says ambition to give a hundred percent in show business to succeed and be happy. So that was nineteen. Oh my god, putting it out there. That was nineteen eighty-eight. Wow. So, and it's funny because in every like you were very consistent. It was always vegetarian food. Don't like spiders. Um, like, <laughs> Still don't. Yeah, no same. <laughs> so yeah, there's just been there's so much of this stuff, and there's so many things. I was like, wow, that explains why I did that. Like I was. <laughs> Watching that um, Janet Jackson performance, I think you did with Natalie Miller, um, yeah. when you're behind like a fence or something. And then I was, yes. re- I was remembering my ballet school had this because I went to the Johnny Antonella School, but then I also did ballet at a separate school. Yeah. And they had this choreography competition, and me and my friend who made that sign for you, yeah, we did this whole routine to that again at age like ten, dancing to Nasty Boys and. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff, and I'm like, I never really remembered where I got that choreography from, and I'm like, I think I copied you and Natalie. I think that's what me yeah. and my friend did. <laughs> oh my god, nasty, nasty. Boy. I know. I don't know what. It, there's so many song lyrics from that era that it's like, I, okay, I didn't realize that that I was singing as a child. Oh, there's so many of those songs. So many of those songs, just completely unaware that you were singing that as a child. And then all of a yeah. sudden, I think the first one for me was um, Sandra D. The first one of memory, because I remember seeing it. And I think it was my mum. She was like, do you know what that word means? Out of right. virginity? And I was like, I've got no idea. And then that was yeah. where it all began. Oh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of virginity and virgin. So we would, when we were talking about Madonna with Terry and Edward, you know, we would, I think it was maybe me that made the joke of like, yeah. oh, well, you couldn't, she couldn't have really sung like a virgin. 
And then, like, a few days later, I'm trawling through YouTube and there's some Young Talent Time interview from a few years ago where Karen Duncanton and Vanessa Windsor were going, oh, yeah, Danielle fully asked Johnny Young if she could do Like a Virgin. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And I'm trying to imagine that conversation. Every song that came out, I was in there. It's like, and I would die, like, being, like, in that production room. But I was just obsessed. I, I, it, yeah, I understand I didn't know. it, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I realised, I think half of the songs that I loved throughout the 80s, I think it was because you'd performed them on Young Talent Time. Like, Chain Reaction is one of my favourite songs and then I remembered oh, it because so I think you sang it a few times and it's on one of the vinyls, yeah. maybe. I don't know, oh, maybe not. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I love that song so much. I think that was the only song I did with a key change. It's got a key change in it, so it's like, it's a thing. Uh, But great song. Oh, what a great song. Imagine then cut forward to when I'm in London and I'm working on a BBC music TV show and I get to interview these wild artists um, and Diana Ross. <gasps> I go to meet and interview Diana Ross. I could not tell you for the oh life God. of me like what I asked her. Oh, my I God. I was so overwhelmed. It was a junket and it's like, you have three minutes, go! I, I, yeah. What was she like? Do you remember? Yeah, do you remember? I was so freaking scared. Oh, I just, I feel like I was asking stuff and she was answering, but I don't, I didn't hear anything. I was just blanking out. It was just too intense. <laughs> I like, oh my God. Oh well, my we, um, gosh. We did a little post on us. I think it was just only in our Instagram stories the other day. Um, and we tagged Gloria Gaynor in it. Um, yeah. just as a, it was sort of as a side thing. And then Adam messaged me at like, I don't know, it was like almost 1am yeah. because Gloria Gaynor had slid into our DMs and we were like, what? I just look at my phone and Do there's a, there's a... Do you have a phone by the bed? What? Like a special phone that's just for you guys. You're like, no, wake up. Norm- wake normally up. I wouldn't look at my phone, but I must've been doing something. And then Adam's name popped up and I was like, oh, it's this. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I looked at it and it's just all these emojis. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's no. Gloria again. And then I was thinking about all the times when I have been at the absolute pits of despair and I've put on I Will Survive. Oh. And and then I've come out of it. And I'm like, you know what? I've got I've got Gloria Gaynor's attention for five seconds. <laughs> and I just I just blurted it all out. I'm just like, thank you so much for like just everything and getting me through stuff when and giving me strength when I didn't think I'd have it. Thank you, you need to you need to print out those emojis and you just put it around like the on the the top like the sconce of your room <laughs> and and when people come in they're like what is that and you'll go 
It's a personal message yes. from, from Glory Games yes. to me. Well, I woke up the next... I just sent the message. I'm like, you know what? I, at least I've said it, and that's the main thing. And I woke up the next morning. It was like, seen, liked. I'm like, I don't quite know where I go from here. Wow. Well, like, this is Gloria That's magical. Ga- it's Gloria that's Gaynor. magical, yes. I can't quite believe so that we have spent well over an hour with you, Danny. I know. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. Well, it's... It's such a nice catch-up and a, a get-together and a, a reminisce and uh, it won't be the last time. Oh, I hope I see not. You and not. you're totally invited. Uh, we'll do a YTT, you know. Stunning. Let's actually do Little. the You Won't Forget About Me video. Yes. Pajamas. <laughs> spilling drinks. Lots of yellow yeah. glam. Long t-shirt, high heels. Yes. And your, bubbles. Your, your, <laughs> oh my god! Your, There's not a Danny party without bubbles. No, I, and my friends know that. Like well, the party's not happening unless. Well, it's funny. Like, pop. Before you messaged yesterday, I was trying to think. I'm like, well, I'm gonna make sure that we're drinking for this call, and I'm like thinking, how do we like word that? We're gonna have some champagne. Is that weird that we say, you know, tell Jan- Danny to open up some champers? And so when you did it anyway, I was like, okay, good. This this girl, no. this girl's on my wavelength. <laughs> because I had the glass out, and my friend said to me, "Would you like me to pour one?" Because he knew like what time we were starting. And I said, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm gonna take in the bottle because I don't know if they're gonna have a drink. Like, because if they're not gonna have a drink, I'm not gonna swan in oh, with a glass." Oh no! But I said I will be asking them straight away, and. <laughs> If they're going to have one, I am. <laughs> Look, um, I had a bit of vodka because I was so nervous at dinner. So um, I just, <laughs> I was all Was that why you're chatting to your mum? Um, oh Slinging back it? vodka. <laughs> no, I drink. No, I was in the bathroom putting like body glitter all over me because I'm like, you know, my partner's like, oh, you're getting dressed up. I'm like, I'm talking to Danny Minogue for her birthday. <laughs> like... What what do you expect me to wear? So I was in the bathroom. I was just, you know, in my bra, putting my makeup on. I got the music going. I got my little vodka. I'm like, I am in the You Won't Forget About Me video. <laughs> yes! Yes! Wouldn't that be the best if there was, like, a nightclub that would do different oh. rooms and get set designers mm. to do them as the different videos? Oh, oh my so God. Good. What, so, like, what would a Danny Minogue club look like? Maybe you could do a club. Oh, uh, the queen of the club is running a club. Oh, my God. Well, I was thinking since my birthday is in lockdown, I'm like, I kind of feel like doing a club night in Melbourne mm. before the end of the year. Oh. Please. Just a celebration. Yes, because I was going to say what the nation needs after some new music is, on the other side of the pandemic, for us to go to a Danny Minogue show and celebrate the end of the bloody pandemic. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we're both fully vaxxed. We're ready to go. Ready Ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah, double vaxxed and ready. Me too. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, so my club would be, I reckon every room would be, you make it into the different videos so in one room the marlin is chasing you along the beach with the beach ball oh Oh my god (laughs) right and the dancers are all in there doing the routine and then you yeah that you won't forget about me um and then oh put the needle on it so many like you you have to go through the duct (laughs) does the the dance floor spin like like (gasps) lying on the record So I reckon you have a camera set up, you have the, the spinning record and everybody gets, you know, their like Instagram moment, like lay down on it and yes. and perform the song. Dirty hands. 
do like a whole pink aesthetic you know <gasps> maybe a- with the phone okay i have the phone stop it i'll show you the phone <gasps> oh my oh. god that would be amazing you can do like a little <laughs> like a little chat on the phone that pink phone oh. was a vintage phone bought for the video and i kept it i never keep anything i don't know why i took <gasps> the phone but i thought it'd be funny when friends come around like to the apartment in london and so, but I still have the phone. It's, it's, I've managed to still keep it. Is that the phone you then took on to the set of Beautiful People? Yeah. Oh. But then oh from God. then to even get it back to Australia and then still find it in everything. That's what I said. Like, we're really going through everything. Yes. So, yeah, the phone, the phone would have to be yes. in a room. Oh, my and God. How great would that be in the fluffy white rug, the cat, the fish bowl. Yes. Yeah, I want, I want a fish bowl for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I still have that little outfit, actually. I don't <gasps> know who would fit into it. It's literally like oh that. God. It's like it's it's stretchy. So even at the time when I was tiny and I, I put it on, I, it just felt like, you know, when you shrink a chip packet. And <laughs> oh, you're like, yes, I remember the shrinking. Yeah. So I've got a few... I've got the black leather um, skirt from Put the Needle on it where I'm in the dark yeah. with the um, tights on. I've got that skirt. <clears throat> I've got the skirt where I'm eating the chips. Oh, yes. I've got on the cover. Um, yeah, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a bunch of costumes this one? and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I still have that scarf. Oh, love um, that. So what you're saying, there's yeah. potential for a museum, really. That's exactly where my head just went. I was ready. Just a party night. Just, just a, party a party night. night. Just a party yeah. night. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I think we, like, because I love, like, even walking to Mars Singer, I would walk through the props bay um, oh. every time to get to our dressing room and then another props bay to get um, to the set. And I just love it. They, they, the stuff that they created within the space of a day for every single performance in Square Division, like the creative oh, direction was just insane. So, yeah, I'd need Square Division mm-hmm. and I'd need, you know, a props bay and then I would bring my special bits together to make it like a club experience. Oh. That would be cool. That and then with your cool. your homewares, you know, drinks line right. at the bar. <laughs> Oh my god, we've come up with so many good ideas with, tonight. With the vinyl, all I want to do. Yeah, 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 uh, yes. Girl. Yeah, the girl yeah, yeah, album. Yeah. 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 Oh, we've got to get everyone letter writing as soon as they hear this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. You people people will mobilize. I'm oh, telling will. you right now. <laughs> like But wouldn't that be the coolest thing? So like they don't listen to me, but they're listening to you guys. <laughs> That'd be cool. They're like they're listening to you. They're hearing it from you now. So True. True. <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, yeah, let's make it happen. But we have to start. We get, we got to get on. I know because it's what it's unless unless like they've lost everything and they're just like, <gasps> oh, we'll call you back. We'll uh, yeah, great idea. No, like, no, 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 uh, no, 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 Do you have yeah. anything else before oh we my gosh, round I, up? And I know, I, I mean, could go I'm on forever, like, but I could literally talk all night long. I mean, this is like forty. I can't believe. So it's forty years next year since you were on Young Talent Time, right? You started in eighty-two. Uh, yes. Yeah, because I'm thirty. Is it eighty-two? Yeah. I'm so 83. okay. I'm like, I have like, I've got forty years of questions. It's basically yeah. what I'm saying because okay. I started watching Young Talent Time in nineteen. 19- 82 so yeah like where would i be i could sit with you yeah, and no, go through all same. my stuff for days on end and yeah yeah well i've got these <laughs> amazing photos that my mum took you know on a camera when it was just film and you have to de- mm-hmm. develop it before you knew if any of them were in focus um of all like the tour stuff and some oh. of them are not in focus but we've kept them they're just amazing like us all on the mm. bus oh and, cute um you know when we went to dunk island and dream world and oh, wow. uh just there's so much stuff to show you that's just like it's only the kids or their mums that would have those yeah. kinds of photos wow. and we've never got together and like looked at all of that stuff but uh Sometimes we will just um, message just like one or two pictures saying, oh, hey, I found this. Oh. Well, the one so thing fun. I was obsessed with was I think my favourite look of anything on Young Talent Time was your outfit at the St. Hedda Drugs concert. Oh, yes. So we I just found that. <gasps> we just found that. It's the denim with all the strips that come off it. <laughs> so mum's found, hang on, have I taken, wait one second because I don't know if I've taken it to my office. Oh, my God. Wait one oh my second. Goodness. Is it there? No, it's at my office. <gasps> well, so I, I was obsessed she's with like, the white. You want this, right? And I'm like, yes, oh. yes. So my grandma helped me make that. Oh. So that's my grandma that got me into fashion, who taught me how to make patterns. Right. I said, this is what I want you to make, and she helped me make that. <gasps> well, I was obsessed mostly with the white boots as well. Like, I don't have those, but they were amazing. Well, I've got something similar. So. I, my whole childhood, that's all I would think about, those white boots. And then I think it was at the start of 2000, I used to, was working at Chadston. And I was on my lunch break and I, I don't know, I was wandering around Maya, I went into Miss Shop and I came up the escalators and just there at the top of the shoe department were these white boots. And I was like, oh, it's Danny Minogue's white boots from the no, to Say No to Drugs concert. And I, I bought them and I wear them just everywhere. Like they get really scuffed and stuffed. And then my mum's like, my mum lives next door. She's like, oh, do you want me to, I've got some of that white cleaning stuff. Do you want me to clean them up for you? I'm like, please, please. Oh, I need to get some. I need to get some. You're right. Oh. It was the, they were so white. So white. Like they're just and because they're flat I can wear them anywhere everywhere it's yeah. so good and the funny thing is because I I met you at yeah at Tina Arena so before oh that, my god I'm sorry about my screaming I screamed the whole way through <laughs> you know that was so, I, like, I actually I loved that because I'm like it was so lovely just seeing 
you know, it's, at the end of the day, I know you two are friends, but you're also two female pop stars and this whole bullshit myth that, you know, women don't support each other right. and stuff. And I'm like, I'm literally watching, you know, just people cheering on each other. It was, it's great. I mean, I had you on one side and then like, you know, Carol and Ron on the other. And I'm like, look at those two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that day, because Cameron had, um, message that day and he was just like um, I've got a spare ticket to Tina Arena do you want to go and I'm like oh my god yes and because it was at the music bar I'm like I should wear my white boots because it's the music oh, bar and then yes. when I met you that I'm like did I manifest that with the boots <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <Wow>. must have <laughs> I mean really for where the seats were I mean incredible yeah it was it was, it was amazing yeah well, it was so I, I mean I, I t- I'm telling you right now, when I saw your parents, because I think they came in before you, I was very starstruck by Carol and Ron. <laughs> They're cute, aren't they? <laughs> they are so cute. They are just the cutest thing. And I think someone said, but did you, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, they were on a date night. <laughs> At yeah, a Tina Arena concert. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we hadn't been out, like, for so mm. long. It was a bit a whole thing. Yeah. Transport and just... You know, I, I get very protective of them and I want to make sure that they don't get knocked or, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it was a whole thing. But they, they were so excited to see Tina's parents because they hadn't seen them for a long time and they were just so well, so good. Yeah. And so they were all, like, all chatting of backstage. Course. And we were like, oh, oh yeah, just being out. Yeah. Live music, oh, my God. I know. Get me back. Yes, yes. Well, Danny... Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. I can't even explain to you how much it no. means to me that you've come on to chat with us and me have uh, once again uh, indulged me in my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys. It's been so special. And like, when do you get the time to do this? To stop and just like just yeah. talk through all of this stuff and. You know, as you were saying before about my energy setting the scene, talk about your energy setting the scene through this podcast and the people that you're attracting that want to come on your show and talk to you is just incredible so that you've got to know that you're sprinkling the magic Aww. dust. Thank you so much, Danny. <laughs> yeah, so you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Glitter. Glitter everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. can't wait to see you go through all of the stuff, go to a live show, yes. make it happen. We've got lots yes. of stuff on the agenda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much. Thank you so Amazing. much, Danny. We love you okay. so much and happy birthday once happy, again happy for the bottom birthday. of our hearts. Thank you. You've kicked it off in the best way, yeah. Thank you. Yay, well, we're we're really glad has. to hear that. Yeah. We're really happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, well. Love and kisses love and to you, Danielle. Yes. Love and kisses. <laughs> And that, my friends, is that. Talk about a mammoth chat full of juicy scoops and proper Danny myth busting. <laughs> oh, what? So it was just so much fun. I was about to say, like, what an incredible time. Like, I, I just keep, like, stumbling on my words. But... Yeah, I'm not sure how to quite describe the whole situation still and feel like there's no words that could really do it justice either. So uh, There aren't I, any. I, I hope the piece speaks for itself. <laughs> I, I think it does. And I, I've never been more ready for a Danny Minogue-themed nightclub. So oh. um, we've, oh. got, we've got a lot of things on our to-do list after, we have. after we this. Have. Um, Danny Minogue nightclub, 
uh, Danny Minogue homewares line starting off with champagne glasses and shot glasses. Right. Um, but primarily the main thing on our agenda and everyone else's agenda, we need to mobilise, team, mm. we need to get this girl vinyl happening. Right. So we all need to hit up Warner or wherever the powers that be lay right now and get this happening. Yeah. We need the girl anniversary vinyl next year, please. CD reissue with a second disc. You know, we've got this all figured out. We just need you guys to harass the label. Harass, harass, harass. Whatever it takes. Like <laughs> Within reason and oh, within yes. law. Yes. Oh, let's obviously. just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Let me just, like, let's edit that part out. Yeah. I- <laughs> Eliza, where can the lovely people at home follow us on the interwebs? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at this is disco all one word. And what about yourself on the socials, Medea? I am Ms. Eliza Day on both Instagram and Twitter. And you? I am Adam Eve on Twitter, and that's A D E M. It's Adam with an E. Uh, and the Record Doctor on Instagram, and I also host the Record Doctor on Mixcloud, which is a weekly radio show on Thursday nights. However, uh, for one time only this year, on October the 20th, for Danny Minogue's <gasps> birthday, I'll be counting <gasps> down my top 30 Danny Minogue songs of all time. Oh my goodness. Yes. So the Record Doctor, as I said, every Thursday night on Mixcloud, except for the week of Wednesday the 20th, when we'll be counting down Danny on a Wednesday night for her actual birthday. I'm very excited. Amazing. I cannot wait for mm. that. I'll be get, getting my limes and my coconuts ready oh, for that. Looking forward <sighs> to it. Looking forward to it. Anyway, folks, big thank you once again to Danny, the lovely folk of Yellow Glen, and of course to everybody that appeared in our Danny birthday celebration episode from the start of the month. Had it not been for your wonderful stories on our podcast episode, this would not have happened. So we thank you all so, so much. Yes, thank you so much to everyone who came on that and everyone who's been messaging us on socials saying mm. how much they they really enjoyed hearing everyone's stories and you know people have their own stories and it's just been a bit of a love fest it has. All round. It has. And yes, to, you know, echo what you said, a huge thank you to Yellow Glen for uh, <laughs> supplying us with the for bubbles. The drinks. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, very lovely. Happy, happy birthday, Danny, once again. Happy birthday, Danny. We love you. And as for all of you listening, we love you as well. And we will see you in a couple of weeks for the next Minogue Monday, and it will be the last Minogue Monday for 2021. It will be. We're going to take a little little end of year uh, break. Yes, you know, when it gets to 100 degrees. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, oh, it's already starting. Already getting in Christmas mode. <laughs> already there. <laughs> but until we do catch up with you in a couple of weeks for the next Minogue Monday, we're off. Love and kisses, dance floor darlings. Bye. You're listening to This Is Disco, a monthly Danny and Kylie Minogue commentary podcast with your hosts Adam Eve and Eliza Day. It's so good to hear every like hear stories of other people fangirling, like you know, yeah, yeah, your stories and listening to other podcasts where celebrities it, are freaking out when they meet other people. It's 
I know. My Janet one is just so boring. It's just so boring. I just walk up and it takes me forever to get through all of these different security things. And then I just go, I love you. And there was nothing she could say to that. She's like, thanks. Thanks. that's us now. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, we're having a conversation. She yeah, was not no. having a conversation yeah, yeah. with me. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, was right. eyeing off security going, you know, Oh, my God. <laughs> get her out of here. Are you sure she wasn't doing those moves? Like, <laughs> <laughs> edit. Oh, Edit. Four, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs>